Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the um, slightly soggy, slightly humid city that never sleeps. I'm in New York City, headed out to Shinnecock Hills after uh, we press off on the microphone. Get a chance to take in Tiger Woods, Dustin Johnson, and the rat Rory McIlroy, and all the great golfers of the world trying to win the United States Open, which you can see on Fox Sports 1 and Fox 
uh, Big Fox over the weekend. Welcome in. Uh, I am dealing with very, very little sleep, but I could not be happier uh, to be with you. That's because we're just over a week away from the NBA draft. Um, I can answer any of your draft questions, 877-99 on Fox if you want. Um, We're getting ready for the summer of LeBron. Where will LeBron go? We assume, we assume that Kevin Durant is re-signing. Some people felt like it was awkward, uh, one of the jokes Bob Myers made yesterday. We'll we'll get to all of that. Uh, And then, of course, you got the big news at the World Cup, which, again, another thing that's, that's getting ready to take place on Fox. This one's fascinating. Spain, I love sacked. That's something, there are certain things that you get in, um, there are certain things that you get in soccer that you don't get otherwise, right? I I don't know what this is, but when you watch soccer on TV, it feels like you have to have a British or Irish accent, don't you? A Spanish accent also kind of works. They, They talk about the game far differently than we talk about the game, right? It's about... Uh, passion and momentum and energy. You know, we're very much X and O oriented and they're very much kind of uh, passion oriented. They talk about the pitch, right? Well, it's a field. No, it's a pitch. Okay. It's not a team. It's a side. It's not a coach. It's a manager. And you didn't get fired. You got sacked. Spain sacked their manager who just took the job with Real Madrid which is, you know, the biggest job on earth. <laughs> he gets the biggest job on earth, which is in the country of Spain. Like, yeah, we don't want you coaching our national team in the biggest event. And they're one of the favorites to win the damn thing. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, by the way, World Cup's coming back to the States. We're going to share it some. Uh, they're going to try and re- reopen NAFTA, I guess. going to be in Mexico and in Canada, and we'll get the important games uh, reportedly, reportedly, the finals will be at East Rutherford. There actually is some interesting parts to the soccer thing, which I'll be fascinated. We're it's eight years away; it's 2026. But you know, they don't like playing on artificial surfaces, and all of the big footballs, st- most of the big football stadiums have artificial surfaces, so they're going to lay, I guess, sod down over the top. That's something they're going to have to find a way to work through. Uh, and then we get the U.S. Open. There's Tiger Woods. I'm super excited. And and look, Shinnecock is going to get a second chance here. Remember last time, it was Retief Goosen, and the Goose was the only guy that could putt on those greens. They were un, they were so bad, so bad, that they had to water the greens in between players. So they're going to get a chance to kind of remake themselves, redo themselves, and that, that's all that U.S. Open is known for is... Furiously trying to water the greens and the water running off the greens in between players because it wouldn't hold the water. It was just too dry. Um, it has been wet. It has been moist. It has been windy. And of course, this is link style golf, not traditional U.S. Open style golf, traditional U.S. Open style golf, tree line courses. So this is almost, it's kind of like the British Open meets America. And uh, obviously the greens are still going to be rolling fast. It's going to be super long. And if it's windy, boy, it's going to be all over the place. Don't be surprised if a European doesn't win this thing. All right, we're going to get you ready for the U.S. Open upcoming in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Shane Bacon, Fox Sports 1 golf analyst, joins us in 15 minutes. I want to start with this one story. I believe that there's, there's two big takeaways from something I read by Adrian Wojnarowski in San uh, about the San Antonio Spurs and the healing process that's going to take place with Kawhi Leonard. 
The first is, and it's all from this one little blurb. The first is that they're going to keep Kawhi Leonard. They're going to sign Kawhi Leonard to a $215 million contract. The second is the bigger point, which is the Celtics are their split 10 guys. And I think the Warriors are split 10s guys. I just think they are. You know, it's, yeah, I could, I got 20. I got 20. And in Vegas, that's a winning hand. Does it win every hand? No, it does not. Now, also in Vegas, you know, depending on the table, the dealer can't hit past 16 or can't hit past 17 or whatever. But if the dealer doesn't have an ace showing, if the dealer doesn't have a face card showing, and you got 20, it's really, really you got you got a pair of 10s or a pair of kings or a pair of queens, it's really, really dumb to split them up. But you know what? They're willing to split them up. They are. Because... Why win one hand when you can win two? Here's the here's the um, the blurb from Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj from ESPN. The Boston Celtics made a trade offer to San Antonio before the February deadline, but the Spurs turned it down and never made a counterproposal. League sources said San Antonio wasn't willing to discuss deals in February. So far this spring, the Spurs remain resistant to trades. In other words, the Spurs want to keep Kawhi Leonard. Are they disappointed that he sat the whole season? Sure. Are they disappointed that he went on his own rehab process? Sure. But uh, these are fixable problems. Remember last year, LaMarcus Aldridge wanted to be traded. He wasn't happy. He wasn't a good fit. Now, they're fine. He's fine. He's very much part of the roster. Matter of fact, Greg Popovich made a special point to point out just how bought in, how much he sold out, so that he was a part, he was a part of the Spurs' positive culture. It's a big thing. So my takeaway from that is one: Spurs aren't trading him, but two, and this is maybe the most important thing. Remember, at midseason in February, the Celtics, while they they weren't going to have Gordon Hayward, they did have Kyrie Irving, and they did look like they had a legitimate shot to at least compete in the East because in February the Cavs did not look like a championship team. And with Gordon Hayward assured to return next year, with Kyrie Irving under contract next year, with a super young roster uh, that and, and more draft picks on the way, like this is a team, I, they have a pair of 10s. They're going to win next year. But Danny Ainge is going to stay one step ahead of it. Well, why have one pair of 10s when you can have two? Or you can have 21 and 21. Or what if, hell, the dealer, you know, the dealer is, the dealer is going to, you know, have 14, turn over a face guard, and, you know, you win two hands anyway. Why win one hand when you can win two? Which reminds me of the Golden State Warriors. It's talk of the Warriors being interested in possibly talking to LeBron James, talking to Anthony Davis. And while there is concern, could this upset the apple cart with Clay Thompson? Could this upset the apple cart with Draymond Green? Look, Draymond Green wants to be compensated above his level of competency. He wants a supermax deal. That's great. He's invaluable, but he's not irreplaceable. And as much as we know Anthony Davis is a better player, the fact is that Anthony Davis's contract was signed previous 
uh, to the su- kind of Supermax sort of deal. He's not going to make the exact same amount of money as, and even if he was making the exact same amount of money, you'd make that deal in a heartbeat. The idea is this, never, never be behind the curve. Try and be ahead of the curve. Daryl Morey has struggled with this. Daryl Morey was ahead of the curve going to analytics basketball. But then he kind of had to hybridize it on the fly because he had a passion for catching the Golden State Warriors. You know what befell the uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? The Thunder were always trying to ready themselves for a series with the Spurs, a series with the Lakers. Remember they had Kendra Perkins and they would never part with Perk? Why'd they have that? Because you used to have to go through the Lakers with Andrew Bynum and Pau Gasol. You used to have to go through the Spurs, who would have two big guys as well. Right? You, couldn't, you could play small ball, but the thought was that if you wanted to win a championship in the West, you had to have two big guys to match the two big guys on both of the best rosters in the West. The Thunder were constantly chasing. The Thunder were a little bit behind the curve. Whereas the Warriors were a little bit by luck ahead of the curve and now trying to stay, continue to stay ahead of the curve. I mean, think of their roster. Their roster is made up of diverse wings, versatile guys who can play, handle the ball, pass the ball, and then, of course, get the ball to their three prolific shooters. But they're going to try and stay ahead of the curve and try and find what the next wave of NBA is. Which is, it looks like this hybrid version of, yeah, they want to have ball movement, but they also want to have an ISO guy. Every other team is one or the other, right? Some teams are ball screen, ball movement teams. Some teams are ISO teams. They're trying to be both. The Warriors are ahead of the curve. The Celtics are ahead of the curve. Everybody else is playing catch up and trying to catch up to the curve. I mean, just think back three years ago. The Warriors won 73 games. They had a three games to one lead in the NBA Finals. And you know what they did? They said, the hell with it. Let's go get Kevin Durant. Change our roster. The, the Boston Celtics last year had the best record in the Eastern Conference. They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Didn't have Isaiah Thomas um, at the end of the Eastern Conference Finals, get beat by the Celtics, and they make a move. Get Kyrie Irving. They had Kyrie Irving, and of course they have a major injury after landing the number one free agent on the market last year in Gordon Hayward. And did they sit pat? No. They're looking at adding Kawhi Leonard. These are teams with two tens, and they're sitting there looking at, at, at the dealer, and the dealer's showing a five. And like, well, you know, I, I could sit here and probably win this hand. I could win most hands staying pat. Dealer could turn over six. Or I could split this. And worst case scenario, I get a 17 and a 13, and I got to work my way towards winning one or two of those hands. Or I get two 21s. Or I get two 20s and be right back here again. It, it, it's a... It's one of those strategies. Haven't you always wanted to be ahead of it? Haven't you always wanted to, hey, I want somebody who's buying when everybody else is selling, is selling when everybody else is buying? 
when I read this 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 blurb from Adrian Wojnarowski that says the Boston Celtics mid-year when they had the best record in the East off made a trade offer to the San Antonio Spurs and the Spurs rebuffed it. Sure, I believe that the Spurs are going to re-sign Kawhi Leonard. But more than anything, I know the Celtics aren't done, aren't complacent, and are always going to try and make one more move to stay ahead of everybody else. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Shane Bacon covers golf for Fox Sports. Follow him on Twitter, at Shane Bacon. He has an outstanding podcast called The Clubhouse, and he joins us, I believe, from Shinnecock Hills. Um, there's a bunch I want to get to, but the first thing is, everyone's talking about how ridiculously bad the traffic is. Is it as bad as people say? <laughs> you know, I am on, luckily, the east side of the golf course. And um, if you're east of the golf course, it's like a it's like a summer day. And if you're west of the golf course, uh, I think as Joe Buck said, you better have good reception because you're going to be on your phone in your car all morning long. Mm, that bad, huh? Uh, exactly. Should I chop her in? Me and Clay Travis are going to share an Uber. Should we chop her in? I, <laughs> I know New York has the Uber choppers. I don't think it's a bad idea. It depends on how much your time's worth. But if you're leaving Manhattan and getting here, it's going to take you about three hours. They do have that pop-up station at Penn Station, though. So uh, the train, I don't think, is going to be the worst idea. Yeah, I, I, I might do the... Uh, <clears throat> I might do the... Um... Might do the train as well. Shane Bacon joining us. Um, I want to talk about Tiger and some of the other golfers, but any of us who follow golf who remember the last time Shinnecock got a chance to host the U.S. Open, it was an abject disaster. Some of it man-made, some of it based upon um, the, you know, the greenskeepers and, and what they did and didn't do and how they watered the greens, and they tried to save it on the fly, and it made it probably even worse. What's the condition of the course like? Well, it's 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 a lot softer and, and a lot and a lot uh, more wet than uh, than we saw it in '04. I mean, it's uh, they, they had a crazy wet spring. They had a crazy cold winter. Um, so it's it's drier than when we were out here. We were out here about three weeks ago for media day, and um, it was really soft. I mean, way softer than you'd ever expect to see Shinnecock Hills. And uh, one of the bummers is I think they were finally getting it to where they wanted, and I'm currently standing under an umbrella. So um, it's been raining for about the last six, seven hours here, just kind of on and off. So you're going to see it a lot softer start Thursday. It's going to, I mean, the morning wave, I think, on Thursday is going to be at a big advantage just because they're going to get to play this golf course like it is right now where you can throw shots into these greens and I'll actually stay. But the forecast appears starting on Thursday and going on through the weekend that you're going to see 15, 20-mile-an-hour winds and no rain. So I could see Saturday and Sunday at playing firm like they want, but it's not going to be anything like 04. It just, they, they couldn't let it get to what it was in 04 right now with, with the current kind of a – kind of conditions they have now and what they went through the last four or five months. Uh, so it'll be it'll be super long, and obviously we know the rough will be uh, will be kind of tricked up. And even if it's if it's soft, it's still they're still going to be rolling on those uh, on those undulated greens, those hilly greens. Um, so it, it it feels a little bit like the conditions, although softer, kind of have a, a British Open feel to it. Is that fair? And I think that's. That's, I think it's fairly accurate. I mean, if you look down at the golf course right now, I'm standing on the first tee right now, um, and I'm getting bad looks from people. But, you know, if you look out, it's, uh, you know, you've kind of got that fog look to it and um, the wind and the wisp and kind of the misty rain going. So, yeah, it does feel very open championship-ish. Uh, you know, the one thing here that is a defense the golf course has, especially right now, is, uh, you know, the fairways are wider, but this rough is, is the most gnarly rough I've ever seen. I mean, if you get in this stuff, I mean, there's going to be guys losing golf balls with, you know, people out there looking for the balls. I mean, that's how, uh, 
that's how, how gnarly this stuff is. And I think with it being this wet right now, if you hit in there tomorrow at any point, it's going to make it a lot harder to even get your ball out of it. So premium on getting the ball in the fairway. I mean, you're going to hear a lot of people say, you know, it's going to be a bomber's golf course and the Dustin Johnsons and the Rory's are going to be at an advantage. But if you miss these fairways, you're going to make bogeys. I mean, if you miss three, four, five fairways in a round, you're going to shoot over par. It's just, that's just how this golf course is. Okay, let's get to the, the, the elephant in the room, Tiger Woods, who uh, it was kind of crazy two weeks ago because I don't remember him driving the ball as well as he, he drove the ball. On the other hand, I don't remember him putting as poorly right. as he putted the ball. And this is a golf course to which, you're right, you got to stay in the fairway. But it also, I mean, again, in some of it I take from last time at Shinnecock, but it's also the makeup of U.S. Open courses. You better be able to putt. What's your level of confidence that he can continue driving the ball as straight as he's been driving the ball recently? I mean, I think that this is a U.S. Open course that he could have a lot of a lot of success at, and I think that because of how the way they've changed it over the last few years. I mean, the fairways are so much wider that you don't have to hit a lot of drivers. I was talking to a couple of players earlier this week, saying they'll hit four and five drivers, you know, around. Um, that's a good thing for Tiger Woods. You know, he doesn't have to pull a driver out a lot. He can hit three wood. He can hit that stinger two iron. No, that's a good thing for him. So. I think he can play here. I really, really do. You know, if you look at his statistics this season, you know, approaches to the green and around the green, he's in the top ten in every single one of them. And uh, I think he's having kind of an underrated season. I know we talk about him all the time, but I think he's almost having a little bit of an underrated season. I think really the one thing he's missing is a win. So I think I think we could see him get in contention. I was, you know, we were in a, we have like kind of a group text chain with all the broadcasters just for stuff, and we were coming out here to do some stuff a little bit ago, and it was raining pretty decent. And Tiger's on the driving range at 3 p.m. on a on a Wednesday before U.S. Open, grinding in the rain. I mean, you know, that that's something you don't see much. You definitely hasn't seen over the last few years. So I think he knows that this is a place that we could see some success from. All right, so let's take Tiger out of it. Is Rory the 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 most likely guy? Is it Speed? Man, Nick, I don't know. Incredible. If you say. I think you got to go Dustin right now, which is what he did in Memphis and a couple of wins already this season and that type of stuff. I mean. You know, this is every, it just seems like I say this a lot, but this is a golf course that Dustin Johnson could play well at. I just like every golf course is like that. But, you know, the way he's played this season, he has one finish outside the top 25 all year long. I mean, he's always in the conversation, you know. So I would say that if you're, if you're playing the on-paper game, um, Dustin is a really, really good on-paper guy. And then outside of that, you know, you've got four or five guys, the Rory's, the Rickies, and those types of people that, that are, I think would have a chance as well. And he gave and he gave away two U.S. Opens, right? I mean, he, he, here's a guy who absolutely, you know, get, you know, one with the penalty, and then the other one with the choke. Well, the, the penalty choke. was the penalty was at a uh, the, you know the penalty was at a PJ Championship. But yeah, the, you're, the, you're right, the, the you're right, you're right. But it was it, let, let me let me correct myself. It was at it was also though at a Link style golf course. Right, right, for sure. Whistling Straits is very, very much like what you see with the U.S. Open. So yes, absolutely, and uh, and so yeah, I mean. I think he's a different player now. I, I mean, you know, he, he might still look like the same guy, but, you know, how much time he puts in it, what he's done with his short game, what he's done with the approaches from 70 to 80 yards. I mean, he's a different guy. You know, I feel like he almost doesn't get enough credit for how much work he's done. You know, he works so hard at this, and um, and he works so hard with the with, literally with his wedges. I mean, he's on the driving range for hours at a time hitting 60-yard pitch shots. You know, <laughs> I would get so bored doing that, but he understands that that's where his bread you know, is buttered. I mean, that's where he – can really, really pick up strokes on the field. So, you know, he's the type of guy that has, has done what he needed to do to get to be the best in the world. That's why he's number one in the world, and that's what we're seeing. So I um, I think Dustin's got a really good chance. I, I, I talked to the head pro out here in the latest Clubhouse podcast, and he said that Rory and Ricky spent the most time of anybody out here. 
um, just kind of like like picking brains of caddies and players and members and just trying to figure out exactly how to play this golf course. It's a really, really tricky golf course. You know, every hole goes in a different direction. So basically you're playing in a different wind on every single hole. They've mixed in long par threes with short par threes. I mean, it is a really, really well-designed golf course considering it was built in 1891. I mean, it's crazy to think that the guy could do all this without, you know, the modern technology we have today. But, you know, it's, it's going to take it's going to take those guys not just playing, you know, solid golf, but playing really smart golf as well. Um, you, you mentioned Ricky. He's he's recently gotten engaged. Um, he won the players, but he's that guy. He's, you know, probably the most talented of the young guys who hasn't won a major yet. Right. Um, is this is this a place that he could legitimately win? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Just 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 with how straight he hits his driver and how confident he is inside of ten feet, I think so. He's been on pick all year, and I'm not shying away from it. I mean, he's been the guy that I've said. From the start, I think this golf course sets up well for him. So, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see him get in the hunt. You know, I just I, – I know Ricky's been so close. He had an unbelievable season back in 2014 where he finished in the top five at all the majors. I mean, the only guys that had ever done that were Jack and Tiger at the time. Jordan Spieth able to do it the next year. But I think – I mean, he does – I don't think – you know, I said that about Tiger this year about a season. I don't think Ricky gets enough credit for what he's done. And he just doesn't have the wins to prove it. But, you know, he's been close. And I think what he did that final round at Augusta, you know, that was uh, – that was he did everything he needed to do except for have a guy make a bogey. You know, I mean, if Patrick Reed makes a 5 on 17, it's a completely different ball game, And uh, Reed just didn't really falter. So, I, I can see Ricky getting the hunt here. I, I think he's, he's done his prep. I think he's done his homework. And I think he's, uh, he's patient. I'm going to say the word patient a lot on the broadcast this week. Very patient. And that's what you need to do when you play a golf course like this. How different is the U.S. Open with Tiger not just in it, but Tiger, seemingly competitive uh, in terms of where his oh, game is. It's, I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy. It's the perfect, I keep calling, telling people, this is the perfect storm U.S. Open. I mean, it's a golf course that some say is the best U.S. Open venue. Um, there's nothing to go against. I mean, besides the World Cup, you know, you don't have basketball playoffs, you don't have hockey playoffs, uh, baseball still in June. You know, there hasn't, there's not a lot to battle with. Uh, you know, the French wrapped up, Wimbledon's just kind of getting going. You know, this is kind of the, the, the show in this side of the pond that people are going to care about. And on top of that, we have a competitive Tiger Woods. I mean, you know, what more could you ask for? I keep saying, we just if I threw eight names up in the air and four landed, you know, on Saturday and Sunday, we'd be very, very happy over here because we, I just think, uh, you know, you get a, a Spieth and a, and a Tiger in the hunt or you get a Ricky and a Rory in the hunt, and, you know, people are going to be glued to their TV because this golf course is that good and the field is that good and you're seeing this many good guys play and win already. The guys that haven't won this season that, that, that quote-unquote matter are, are Jordan Spieth and Tiger and Ricky, and that's it. I mean, everybody else has won, so uh, we're pumped. I mean, as you can no, hear, listen, I'm, I'm, we're, I'm, we're fired I, up. I'm with you. I understand and, and respect the depth of quality golfers that are in their athletic prime, but let's be honest, like America wants, if, if oh, Tiger's there, the numbers will be huge. If Tiger's not there, the numbers won't. I mean, that's just the way I it's been, no matter 100%. how good the rest of the guys are. I agree. If, if Tiger, if Tiger, if Tiger is involved, it'll be it'll feel like a, I mean, it'll feel feel like a game seven of a of the NBA playoffs or Super Bowl. I mean, it's going to feel crazy big here. Yeah, great stuff, Shane. We look forward to seeing you possibly at a watering hole uh, somewhere in the Hamptons. In the meantime, uh, get off that first tee. Everybody's going to be giving you the stink eye. East, east of the course, Doug Gottlieb. East of the golf course. Remember that. East of the golf. Well, it's kind of hard when you're coming from the west. To I'm get just east telling of the you, get course. east and then don't ever leave. That's the key. Okay, Gettys, don't ever leave. Now, my hotel right. is, is far See too the Shane Bacon covers golf for Fox Sports. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Soccer guy is pissed. 
soccer guys like, the, the problem is in the coaching. The problem's in the coaching and U.S. soccer. Like, I'm not denying any of that. All I simply said was, hey, man, we got some of the best athletes in the world. Pick the sport. Pick the sport. And we got the best athletes. We just do. If we compete at it, we... And and look, our skill isn't... I'm even watching the U.S. 18 and under national team, and they beat Panama the other day, 99 to 17. But like, look, if, if you watch us in the Olympics, when we had these redeemed teams and whatever, there were times in which... There were times in which we didn't have... We didn't have the best skill. But we just overwhelm teams with our athletic ability. Overwhelm them. And while we might not have the most skill, we still have some skilled players. What we don't have is freak athletic ability. That we just don't. The guys with the best lateral quickness, vertical ability, end-to-end speed, like, dude, they play football or basketball in this country. They just do. They just do. Sorry. I, I think Greg Hardy is actually a perfect example of this. I think, look, I think Greg Hardy is a bad, bad human being. Um, and I think, frankly, ESPN getting in bed with UFC, that's going to end up probably backfiring. You know, you got steroid problems, domestic abuse problems. You got some issues there with a sport to which I think has some guys that are just incredible athletes. But, like, look, this is the same thing with wrestling or MMA guy. Like a lot of those guys were not great athletes. They were great tactical wrestlers or mixed martial artists at a younger age. And they're able to use their guile and their skill. But you put a Greg Hardy in there. Who's a spectacular athlete. And you allow him to train and get some of the skill. And like, this is no different than John Bones Jones. Who, look, I know he's a PED guy, but you ask any UFC guy, they'll be like, dude, that guy was so much more athletic than everybody else. He just was. Maybe it's PEDs. You put a, a Pro Bowl caliber athlete like a Greg Hardy, you train him for a couple years, he's already trained for a year, and he's going to be a good fighter. Why? He's just a better athlete than the guy he's going against. He can just do things with his body. And that's all my point is with soccer. Like, let's let's stop kidding ourselves. Soccer is, it's like lacrosse. It's no different than lacrosse, right? Jim Brown and Jim Thorpe, two of the great lacrosse players of all time. Like, Jim Brown's a great football player. You put, give, put a given a lacrosse stick. Guess what? He was the best lacrosse player, too. But lacrosse is a suburb sport. Sorry if you don't like it. This is the truth. We just, we just, we're getting some of the second and third, even in the suburbs, we're getting the second and third best athletes in the suburbs. Kids that used to play football are now playing lacrosse. They're not moving to soccer. And part of that is the way in which club teams are formed, the way in which kids get burned out. The fact is that we're not making it fun. There's not pickup soccer. There's not, it's just not the same. But we got eight years. If you want to see us play in the final four of the World Cup, we're going to have to find a way to get... Kristen Pulisic is going to be great. But we're going to have to find the next generation of great soccer players going to have to be better athletes. Period. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. And now... Every day this time we play for you a portion of a show which you may have heard earlier on Fox Sports 1 or Fox Sports Radio. Protecting your home team. Farmers customizable home insurance packages can offer uh, offer coverage options you can tailor for your home turf. At Farmers, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. Discover home coverage options and more at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Here's Colin Cowherd earlier today reacting to the Patriots canceling the last two days of OTAs. No days off, not more days off, not two days off, not OTAs off, no days off. And the Patriots just canceled the last two days of OTAs. And it, to me, it sends a very obvious message. The end is near. If you're in a relationship, if you're at a company, you're an athlete, you're an attorney, you're, you're a school teacher, and the end is near. Here's two things that always happen. You stop fighting over the little stuff. What's the point? Bob Kraft perhaps suggested Brady Gronk not here. Let's cancel the last days. Belichick. All right. Why fight over the little stuff? And number two, this is the second thing that happens when the end is near. You don't really care about long-term things. That's somebody else's problem. Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. That's somebody else's problem. Josh McDaniels, we bought him back from Indianapolis. That'll be somebody else's problem. Um, I'm going to disagree there with Colin. Um, do I think there's some issues there? Sure. Do I think it's interesting and odd? Sure. Do I think it affects this season? I don't. I, I, would, I would also tell you that, uh, look... Uh, there's a guy named Mike Dean who he coached at Siena, at Marquette, and at Lamar, a couple other places. And uh, Dino was Dino was uh, dumb like a fox. He was crazy, but he would do things where he he would read his team, and when he thought his team was tired, he'd say, "Look, if I make this half court shot, we have practice today," and then he'd kick his kick a ball into the stands. Up, oh, I missed. Everybody go home. Like th- there is something to being around your team too much, being hearing the same message too much. And he took the whole team, went to Fenway Park for team bonding. So I, I, I kind of think this is the Patriots going like, let's try something. This is the challenge to every coach anywhere in any sport is keeping guys' attention. No one has an attention span anymore. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. A guy who gets into it and is just great at his job is Kevin Millar, obviously a World Series champion with the Sox, the MLB network analyst, and of course host of International, uh, International Intentional <laughs> Intentional Talk. Uh, Kevin joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, it's, it's just, it's so hard to get into Like, I mean, I'm an angel guy and I went to the game the other day and, um, Kevin, I'm, I'm watching Mike Trout. Even his ground outs are exciting. He made a play in the field, didn't get a hit. It's still fun to watch the best in the sport play, but man, there's just some non-competitive teams. And then there's that middle team, middle teams that are fairly competitive, but they got no shot against the Sox, the Astros, the Yankees. Help me out with where this sport actually is, as so many are trying to copy the Astros and be really bad to be really good. No, you're right. 
No, you're exactly right. I think that there's four American League teams that are way better than everybody else, and that's even the teams in the National League. And you can put the Indians in there when they're clicking right. You know, I know their bullpen hasn't been good this year, and they haven't thrilled the world yet. But, I mean, you know, they're a good team also. But the three that you named with the Astros and Red Sox and Yankees, there's no doubt in my mind. I still believe, though, there are weaknesses on bigger, you know, on big situations in the postseason. You don't face, you know, you don't face threes and four. I mean, you don't face fours and fives, you know, in the postseason. So I think the Yankees, you know, offensively, there's going to be some holes there, but they're very good and they're powerful and they're scary. The Red Sox kind of keep clicking away. J.D. Martinez makes that team, you know, fill that void of big poppy. It seems like they've missed since he's retired a couple years ago. And then the Astros, the starting pitch has been ridiculous. And when you, when you can talk about a weak link being Dallas Keuchel, who's a former Cy Young Award winner, that's pretty uh, an impressive staff. But I still think there's bullpen glaring scenes. And the Angels, you know what? I, I'm with you. Are they a playoff team? Are they above 500? Uh, there's all kinds of questions. You know, do they need another ace? Do they need another pitcher? Do they, I mean, but they're kind of playing okay. They're six yeah. and a half out. You know, the Mariners are playing way better than everybody thought, I think, especially with Cano going down. And they've won a lot of one-run games. It'll be interesting. It's just playing well for the last three, four weeks of the year. And then you get hot. All right, I, I, got, I got a bunch of things I want to run run by you, and I want to get to the, the National League and the, how, how quickly Atlanta has has gone from being trying to dump games and being really bad to all of a sudden being really good and competitive. Talk some National League stuff in a, in a second. Let, let's dig in on the American League. Um, Cano comes back from the suspension. What do you what do you do? Because he's not going to play in the postseason, but he can he can still really hit, or at least we think you know without PEDs in the system he can really hit. Like, what do you do if you're the Mariners? Well, he's going to play. He's going to help you get there. He's one of the best left-handed hitters out there. And so he's going to play. Now, the question is, yes, if the Mariners are getting to the postseason, D. Gordon's their second baseman because Robinson Cano cannot play because of the suspension. We got that. They need to get to the postseason. <laughs> it ain't over in June, June 13th, because they played cute baseball to now. So I think that the main thing is, yeah, Cano's going to hit third and play every single game going down, and there's going to be flexibility. Cano DHs, D. Gordon goes to second base, he plays center, Cano's going to be playing second base, but let, let's, let's, let's get this real clear. Robinson Cano is paid a lot of money to play every single day for the Mariners, and obviously the suspension, that's not the case, but when he comes back and he's active, up to when he can become active, uh, yeah, he's playing. Uh, all right, uh, you, you, we mentioned the Angels. Shohei Otani is not having Tommy John surgery. They're going to rest him and hope this platelet therapy ends up working. Of course, if he has Tommy John surgery, that means he also can't hit. If, if you were advising the Angels, and I know like we don't, we don't truly know what the medicals say, but based upon you know a life of being in and around this game and covering the game, what would you do? Would you go just go have the surgery, start that process sooner? Would you have him just try and hit through it? Like, what would you do? That's 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 the question because it's such a unique player we're talking about. Is his bat in our lineup, left-handed bat, powerful, holding his own? It's been training, but you think he could. He's too physical. Oh my god, he can't hit. He can't hit. He's got nine or eight. I'm like, come on, guys. We're talking about practice. But now here he goes. Starts the year off, brings happiness to the world, to the baseball crowd. We haven't seen this since Babe Ruth. No one saw that basically ever. And now, now what? Why can't he hit? If he doesn't need surgery, if we're going to try platelets, I mean, Tanaka has been over there in New York, like we said, I don't know the exact reports, but he's kind of had this partial tear. 
and he's been gone. He's an offensive player also. It doesn't hurt your arm hitting. So I, w- I would have him in there, and now you can play him every day. He's been in and out of the lineup because of the whole starting pitching thing. Why not give him 500 plate appearances and, and use him for what he's got during this process of the platelets? I, I, I totally agree. I, I, don't, I don't understand. You get some value out of what you have. Uh, worst case scenario, you have the surgery and he, he misses the end of this year and next year anyway, and you start all over. I, I just feel like, you know, you're, you're sitting there on an asset that you're not, you're not using. And that's, that's a, so that's a bad philosophy. Uh, let's, let's get to, let's get to those Yankees. Um, they clearly need starting pitching, right? Like they have, Servino's great, but then what else are you going to throw out in a shortened series? No matter how well you hit, we know how postseason baseball works, pitching defense, timely hitting, but but the, it doesn't feel like there's a there's a an absolute target out there for them to go get right. There's there's no Manny Machado who's a pitcher to go get. What do the Yankees do? Well, I mean, CC Sabathia has kind of turned himself into a pretty darn pitcher. Doesn't get a whole lot of credit for it because we're not we're used to ninety five miles an hour back in the day. But he's he's good enough. Sonny Gray is an up and down situation. You go out and look at it, Jay Happ. Over there at the Blue Jays, who's been remarkable, was going for his ninth win today. Uh, you know, a lot of people go, really? Hap's going for nine? And he didn't get it. He was in Tampa. Uh, but I will tell you, there's, this is where they get creative. This is where Cash makes his money and, and kind of you, you sniff out out there. Teams that are falling out of it and who do we need. And But I, let's be clear, though. The Yankees are pretty solid everywhere. And if they had to go to postseason with this team right now, I think they'd be okay also doing so sometimes you know if it's not out there what you need just to get another body doesn't mean oh yeah we made a trade we're doing great so we'll see how this how this goes they got some time at least uh at least for a month plus to kind of see where their team's at all right let's get to the national league um how do we establish a value for bryce harper like what is what is bryce I, i'm not saying he's not an incredible hitter and you know, you put him in leadoff, it's going to hurt some of his other numbers. I mean, truthfully, he's not a leadoff hitter, but though he's done that some this year. Um, how do you establish what his actual value is? It's, it's, it's an interesting question because we've heard some astronomical numbers, and it's just fun to throw out there. It's the, you know, whoever, is the agency doing it, is the writers, you know, three, four hundred million, like, you're like, wow, okay. I don't know what his value is. It's, it's going to take one owner that wants Bryce Harper and wants to pay him, and that's what his value is going to be. But I know one thing. He's young. He's a strong kid. He's a kid that, you know, you hope he's on the field. He's going to hit 40 home runs. And you know, the one thing that stares at him, he's never driven in 100 RBIs. Now, you can say that out loud. He's never driven in 100 RBIs, whether because of injury, whether because whatever. His MVP year, he drove in 99. But there's never been a three-digit RBI seen in this column. So, I like Bryce. I think he's, uh, he's, he's a lightning bolt. You know, I think your wife and her boss's wife knows who Bryce Harper is. He's more than, you know, just a name in baseball. So, it's just a matter of where he fits and who's going to pay him the, the highest dollar that they're going to go out and try to get. Kevin Millar joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports. You know, uh, Machado to the Dodgers just seems kind of too obvious, right? They don't have Corey Sager, and uh, so they they need a shortstop, and they could afford to pay him in the offseason, but it hasn't happened yet. And here the Dodgers are, since they got Justin Turner back, um, you know, they've been far more competitive, back above 500, and they're still obviously doing it without Kershaw. 
Is that the move that changes them? Is there some other move out there? How did the Dodgers get back in that conversation in the West? Yeah, they got 14 general managers, it seems like, at the top of their front office, right? And I think it all goes around to, to Andrew Freeman uh, and goes through him. But they really do have a unique scene. And what do the Dodgers do? That West has been very, very strange. Arizona gets off to an unbelievable start, then couldn't win a baseball game. They lose two starters. And then uh, and now they're kind of back. Goldsmith's on fire, and here, here comes you know Arizona. The Dodgers, everybody had them win in the West, and you're like, wow. What happened to them? But now they're kind of still scratching and clawing, and they're a little bit better. Uh, but, yeah, what do they do? If you're trying to make a splash immediately, Manny Machado's the play, right? You get him before he goes to the Cubs or something that Theo tries to go get him over there. If I'm the Dodgers, I get real creative. This guy is an absolute stud. This is one organization that can absolutely pay Manny Machado. We always talk about Bryce Harper. What about this kid's payday? I mean, especially now playing shortstop. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess the only thing against him was he, you know, he suffered a catastrophic injury. Out, outside of that, you know, Manny Machado has, and he's he's an interior infielder. Um, I, I'm with you. It, it's it's going to be fascinating to see how we establish values, especially considering you know the veteran guys got all lowballed last season. Obviously, these guys are far younger in their career, but the back end of those careers aren't panning out nearly as well. I, I got I got one last thing for you. Yeah. Uh, Detroit Tigers a couple years ago had. Um, had three Cy Young Award winners in their rotation. We just saw Miguel Cabrera go down with a devastating, he hurt his, uh, his arm, with his, uh, his bicep, right? Is right. that team, the, the 2013 Tigers, that feels like the that Thunder team that didn't win a title, got to one NBA Finals, right? Like, we're going to look back and go, how the hell did they not win a World Series, a couple of World Series, considering the arms, the bats, everything they have? I mean, is it all oh, because man. they had Joaquin Benoit? Yeah, bullpen. <laughs> I mean, for some reason, Dave Dombrowski in Detroit, they had staff, they had offense, and they just there was a glaring hole as a closer in their bullpen. And that's the way the Tigers, you know, rolled. Some guys, you know, they wasn't a big deal. Now the way this this game is, I think bullpens, you know, they made all the money. It seems like this off season, right? You're talking about holding out in contracts. Yeah, it's, it'll be unique, but long term deals. You know, Max Scherzer's one of the few long-term pitching deals that you can look at and go, aha, that's worth every dollar. But, it's, it's you know, Miguel Cabrera's going to grow old in this contract, being paid $30 million. Dallas Pool's thing for the Angel fans, the same type thing. You know, like, he's great, 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 but what's he going to be like at 39-40? It's, it's, it's the same thing. You know, I mean, at some point, the agent's job is to get the most, you know, most annual – Salary per year and as many years you can get, but at the back end of these deals, they just don't they don't look great, you know, for organizations and depending on where they're at in that rebuilding thing. Download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code Millar. Remember that's M I L L A R. You get twenty dollars off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek dot um, One guy you would pay to see is it Trout? Man, I, Mike Trout, he's one of my favorites. I love watching him play baseball. I love watching him hustle to first base on ground balls. I love watching him smile. I get so sick of seeing the tough guy act on this field. The, the, the baseball's a game, man. You can compete having fun. We saw Derek Jeter do a lot of years. Mike Trout's one of my favorites. He's the guy I'm paying to see. Yep, SeatGeek.com. Enter the promo code Malar. You get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Uh, Intentional Talk is really good, man. You guys do. A, you and Chris do a great job. Thanks so much for joining us. Doug, thanks for having me, brother. Kevin Millar, join us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. 
Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.